Wow. Good morning. It's so good to be here. So good to see all of you. I'd love to just take the moment to just look in the eyes of every person in this room because I look forward to someday connecting with you, to meeting with you. And I know that there are some of you who are uh, in the overflow, and at some point I'd love to meet with you. I'm glad that you're here. And those of you who are watching at home, uh, I look forward to the day that we get to meet and to talk face to face. This is really an honor, uh, a privilege for us to be here. I look forward to you getting to know my family, uh, my wife and, and two daughters here. Uh, just a delight to know. And it's an honor that you have called me to be your pastor. And I don't take that lightly. I take it with joy and excitement. I look forward to our time together in this next chapter in life. And you know, as we've been going through our transition uh, in life as a family, I have looked to this passage as a, a bit of hope, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you. I know the plans that I have for you. I know what I have in mind for you, Jim. I know what I have in mind for you, Deanna and Natalie and Greta. But he also knows what he has in mind for you, First Covenant Church. He has in mind what he wants for you, something beautiful, something glorious. But as I was preparing for this, uh, wanting to share this with you, I want to share more like, you know, vision and let's talk about how we're excited to be here and where God is going to lead us. As I was studying it, I looked back at the passage before this, and it was interesting. And I'd like to share that with you to give you a little bit of context before we get into this passage of, I know the plans I have for you, the future. Before we talk about the future, let's look at the present. So if I were to turn the page backwards and look at chapter 29 and read verses 4 and on... I would read this. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all of those who I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So this is where the people of Israel were brought into, were captured by the people of Babylon and carted across the whole land to a whole new culture, a whole new world for them. And it was awful. It was a terrible experience for them. But this is what God says to them. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and laugh and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile, and pray to the Lord for it, because it prospers. If it prospers, you too will prosper. So God says to them, you're going to a a totally new place, and this is a terrible experience for you. You're experiencing significant change in your life. It's a new world, a new culture, new people, new language, Everything, nothing is familiar to you. And it's going to be hard. But I want you to embrace it. Live into it. Get to know the people there. Eat the foods that they have there. How many of you, how many of you have a hard time eating foreign foods? Like, I know what I want. I go to, 
you know, I go to this restaurant or I eat this food, this meat, this potato, this, this kind of vegetable, whatever it is. I have my, my routines. I'm a creature of habit. But then we go and try to, find, uh, try to eat something different, something new. You have a pretty significant aversion to that. Anybody like that? Anybody have a hard time trying something new? Yeah, it's kind of scary. You don't know what it's going to taste like. You don't know what it's going to be like. But God says, go eat the food that they produce. Embrace your new life. Lean into it. Live into it. And for us, as a family, we've experienced a lot of change in our lives. And we've had to really lean into it and live into it. I want to be thinking more about the future. I want to think more about the past because that's what's more comfortable. I'm familiar with what I knew. I'm, I'm hopeful for what is to come. I hope to maybe someday return to more familiarity in my life. But God says, in the present, live into it, embrace it, because it's beautiful. And I know that these last many months that, that we have all experienced has, been, has brought so much change to all of us. And it's hard. We have to wear masks. We have to be careful about what we're touching. We have to be careful about how we're interacting with people. And that's difficult. We're, We're learning. We're at school online. I mean, that's tough. Doing everything through the computer. Now we're starting to do the hybrid model back at school, and that's great. But it's so much change, and it's so different. It's so hard. But friends, change is not an opportunity for us to complain about what we once had, like the Israels could have done. Change is an opportunity for us to proclaim what it is that God has in store ahead for us. And we want to live in what we're familiar in with. We want to stay in that. But God has something new for us. And when we trust in God with this passage, when he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, we want to think about hope and future. God has great plans for us. And it's easy to put our trust in God for the future because it's not here yet. That's easy. But it's essential that we put our trust in God for the present because we're living in it. And we must trust God with the changes that we experience in life, the difficulties that we're going through right now. We have to find ways to embrace it, to live in it. Because there's, there's uh, hope for our future, but there's joy in our present. When we learn to trust God in our present, we can truly find joy in our lives, in addition to finding hope in our future. And friends, I hope that as we talk together, as we learn together, as we grow together, that not only will we embrace the hope that we have in our future, but that we will find ways to take joy in each other in the here and now. And as your pastor, I commit to you, I commit to you to loving you and caring each of you, for each of you. I, lo- I commit to, 
being uh, available and present for you to teaching biblical truth, to bring in the word to you, to bring hope to you, to find ways to help you grow in the next step in your journey, in your faith life. I commit to uh, helping this church build uh, itself to be a strong, healthy, missional presence in the community of Red Wing because God has great things in store for this church. I commit to affirming each of you and the gifts that you have because God has given you a gift to share with the world. No matter who you are, what your circumstance is in life, you are gifted and you are called to do something in the kingdom of God. And I'm equally, I'm equally committed to affirming all women for you are called and gifted just as much as men. And there's no reason for any woman to feel like that they have no opportunity to serve the kingdom of God the way that men do. And I'm equally gift, uh, committed to racial righteousness, to pursuing racial righteousness in our own community, to affirming people of all ethnicities, all backgrounds, and races. And I'm excited to serve together with each of you who are in leadership because we're a team. We're called to work together as a team and to build this church to have a strong, healthy missional presence here and to lead people in our community to a better future in Christ. And so as I look at this passage, I learn, I, I realize I need to embrace the change that I'm going through and I hope you do too, to find joy. And I need to trust in God for the future, for I, He knows the plans that He has for us, and that brings us hope. And I'm excited to do that with you as a church here in, at First Covenant.